This time on IFAF. Idaho Falls and Flu. And that's how I met Yorona. The true villain of the story is children. Are we going to mukbang again? We're going to mukbang again. On three. Wait, do you mean on three? <laughs> or like one, two, three, then go? <laughs> IFAF, Idaho Falls infotainment talk show with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. Well, let's talk about the elephant on the wall. Oh, your bright, shiny new toy there? Yeah. <laughs> We're big time, baby. Oh, yeah. It's just a cheap little neon. It's not even neon. It's like an LED sort um, of. Excuse you, no. Uh, you have a very exclusive neon guy. It's the same one that Lady Gaga uses. Yes, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. <laughs> the same one that Lady Gaga orders her cheap LED neon looking signs <laughs> from the internet from. Uh, and it gets Fun. brighter, too. Ooh, shiny. You want to play? Look at this. Um, here's There's 10 different modes. Should we go through them all? All of them seems excessive. Maybe one. your favorites? Oh, well, that was the first one was one. The first uh -huh. one is still. That's two, three. Ooh, that one I like. Four. I like that one too. Five. There's your pants off dance off right yeah, there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Six. That just seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, right. Seven. Eight. We're going to give someone a, a seizure Nine. if they've got epilepsy. <laughs> I promise this is the only time we'll do it. Ten, and then boom. I mean, All right, then, that's pretty fun. And then boom. All right, that's not so bad. So uh, obviously I lost count in there somewhere, but uh, pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And we'll just tone it down a little bit there. I liked it, Brian. Perfect. I, it's <laughs> a little much for me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll try it both ways. Yeah, all right. Yeah. This episode this way, maybe the next one will uh, change it up a little. We'll see. We like to have fun here. Although I will say, uh, I think our new intro is too much fun. Speaking of giving people <laughs> epilepsy because of our flashing fake neon sign, uh -huh. that zoom out from the West Bank, which is what I'm always going to call it, I guess, right. uh, it gives me a little bit of vertigo. Really? Gives me some tingly palms. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Because I also hate heights and it doesn't bother me one bit. I think it's just a great view. Maybe I'm watching it on the big screen or something, but maybe uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's a little much. Well, and with your curved monitor too, it probably feels pretty all encompassing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes up my whole peripheral. Makes it feel a little too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was editing the show today, mm -hmm. and sometimes when I'm editing the show, I listen to instrumental music in the background, like mm -hmm. EDM or classical. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that the... Well, uh, now you should do EDM while you have that sign flashing, and then you'll have a little it's, editing it's, rave. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry, exactly. didn't mean to interrupt. That would overstim me big time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, and it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will tell you that our Naked Attraction segment fits perfectly with Mendelssohn's Hebrides Overture. Uh, which part, Mike? I'm glad you asked. Fingal's <gasps> Cave. It just matches so Funny. perfectly in terms of tempo. <laughs> well, and you know, since it is part of the public domain, I feel like you could just, you know, throw out some edits with it in the background if you really wanted to. Well, we can talk about that. Um, the composition is in the public domain, oh, but, but the, the performance, performance by the London Symphony Orchestra is not. And a lot sense. of people get confused with that stuff. Not mm -hmm. that I'm a copyright law expert, but I will tell you mm -hmm. that YouTube and Facebook copyright strikes are way more... They don't consider fair use. Yeah. Which they we've don't. already kind of talked about on the mm -hmm. show. But yeah, the last couple episodes have been a lot of fun uh -huh. for us. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I think when we're having a blast, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think the, the audience might not be having as much fun. Mm -hmm. I just think we should lay off the Red Bull fueled late night episodes for a while. Right, right. I mean, those last two, can. those last two were so hard because we were doing them after my day job. So we weren't even starting until like 10 at night. Well, we just went off on so many tangents. So many, yeah. And even our sidebars had sidebars. Yeah, what was it that your friend called you this morning? Oh, yes, a rabbit trail friend. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and um, the official definition is uh, by what I could look up really quick. Um, when a conversation goes somewhere unintended, <laughs> which makes sense. I, I wonder if it's sort of like meant to talk about or like refer to like rabbit's burrows, you know, because yeah. they always have weird little offshoots and chambers and stuff. Or or maybe because, I mean, you've chased one, right, before? Oh, yeah, that's and they true. go all, they go all, all over. over the place. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. 
But sometimes that leads to new unexplored pathways, and we're okay with that. <laughs> right. Well, and I guess the point I'm getting at is uh, the Mikey you get on here is the real Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he under- he completely understands. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope your family's doing well. All right. A couple of follow-ups from... Actually, uh, let's let's go back to the Naked Attraction segment. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember what the Brits call... Uh, the, the outside of the regular viewing where they can show saucy stuff like right. Naked Attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Watershed. Funny. Okay. You've heard of having a watershed moment or something like that. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But yeah, it's just the, it's just the usually abrupt period of change or, or the significant mm-hmm. period of change. So okay. Naked Attraction happens outside of The Watershed. Then my buddy Kevin in Manhattan says, hey, us East Coasters do have the equivalent of a tamale lady. Oh, really? Yeah, we have an- Hot dog guy? We, uh, an Eero lady. Oh, man. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. And I suppose it depends on where you live there. Uh-huh. But that's, yeah, that's what he's got there. Funny. Also want to say more buff, more muff. Thank you. Hi. And <laughs> yes, we wish we wish we could hire you, but this show has, other than signs- <laughs> I'm done spending money, I no swear. Budget. There's yeah. so much. I think there's IF. Everybody gets it now. We're IFAF. <laughs> We're Logo Soup now. This almost looks like a NASCAR set. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, in the best way. Anyway, bro, no Tango dinero. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I don't know what he wanted to be hired for. Exactly. He hasn't said. Oh, okay. If you tell us, you know, we could... <laughs> Maybe we could find some room in the budget. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I doubt it. But... Yeah, maybe but, as a personal trainer. I mean, with a name like that. That's what I would think, or, yeah. or else he's making fun of the more plates, more dates guys. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I know. I, I'm just making, I'm teasing. Hilarious, okay, hilarious <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, and thank you for being first, as usual, on everything. <laughs> and listener Tony in Milwaukee clued me into a brand new acronym that Gen Z is using. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, Because okay. it's pertinent to us here in Idaho. How so? The acronym is POTATO. Okay. So spell the word in your mind. <laughs> P-O-T-A-T-O. Now, is it potatoes or potato? Just potato. Okay. Yeah, unless you're Dan Quayle. There's an outdated reference. <laughs> Zing! Um, so <laughs> I guess it's an acronym meaning person over 30 that acts 21. <laughs> okay, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Which oh. you don't have to worry about. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Uh, I, however, am fast a approaching. Pofado. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Go to Five Guys. See where your potatoes come from. Right. Gen Zers. I mean, honestly, out of all the things to be called, a potato is not that bad. That's not that bad. I mean, first of all, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you all kinds of great nutrients. As we mentioned last episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look at all the great things. They're versatile. You can make anything out of a potato. You can make an alarm clock out of a potato. You can make a photo out of a potato. Yeah. Not, not really, but that, that's a thing I hear a yeah. lot is sorry for potato quality. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's probably because they made a camera out of a potato. Or like your cat Leo, if he's just sitting there in a little loaf like he does. He does look like a potato. potato. <laughs> it's because he's so fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes from loaf status to potato status. Yeah. <laughs> well, or is potato tighter than a loaf? I don't know. Well, I feel like loaves have straighter lines. Okay, you yes. Know, so since his curve out and he's more round and robust. A potato is lumpy. Yeah, yeah, is he's, he's lumpy. Yeah. yeah, he's a little lumpy cat. <laughs> uh, one more follow-up, too. When we were talking about your uh, Exican. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. taking Rango this weekend. He is, yeah, <laughs> which I think will be really fun for the both of them. They'll they, have a great time. They can bond and you can have a little free time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I said last episode that the Hispanic or uh, Latino or Latinx population of Idaho Falls was only about 10%. Uh-huh. I would have been right 15 years ago. Oh, Interesting. The current population is 17.5%. Okay, so we could even round up and say 20. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, because that's of the 2020 census, and here we are three years after that. All right. Hey, that's pretty cool. Right. So in in the 2000 census, it was 7%. In the 2010 census, Mm -hmm. it was 12%. Now 17.5. Might as well round up to 20. I think so, yeah. Yeah, after three years, I think that's fair. Right. 
And uh, get your tamales. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I actually do kind of wonder if um, that study is perfectly accurate, only because we do have some migrant farmers that they might not be counting. Exactly. Right. You know, and, you know, there is always uh, immigration, stuff like that, that might not uh, count everyone. Mm hmm. Last follow-up, uh, the guy I talked about last, it was so funny last week, and my eyes started to widen, like they do, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we, we had two conversations right in a row mm -hmm. about your favorite cereal as a kid, Yes, and then retro video games. Uh -huh. Well, I told you I happen to know a retro video game cereal addict. Yes. And, and I just wanted to name him by name, we'll tag him in this episode, because I talked to him this week, mm -hmm. and his name is John Riggs, R-I-G-G-S. You may have heard of him, uh -huh. because he did spend like five years here in Idaho Falls on the radio, mm -hmm. and and then you know he's gone on to do other things. You can find him at riggedgames.com, rigged without the G. I'm sorry, uh -huh. with two Gs, without the E. Okay, yeah, so that rigged, makes sense. as in John Riggs, riggedgames.com, and when we talked, he's like... Dude, I'm going to send you this air freshener. So I can't wait for another follow-up, perhaps even next episode. I want to know what this air freshener is about. What oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. What kind of air freshener would a retro gaming cereal addict send? I bet it smells like uh, Fruity Pebbles. I bet. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I know he's he's kind of a big deal. You know, he's mm -hmm. on Twitch and he's got 187,000 <laughs> followers on YouTube. And Funny. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. That's nice. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. So there's another Idaho Falls boy made good. Well, and I saw a little bit of his content and it's good. It's super fun. It's super fun. In fact, mm -hmm. you sh I think you should tell your mom about it. Because oh, she'd love it. Carly's mom has yeah. a huge 80s arcade uh -huh. in their house. Yeah. And yeah, I think she'd. Yeah, my mom's room is super cool. She did it after like Stranger Things. So it's like themed after it and it's got neon and stuff. It's really dope. Does she have something as cool as this? She, she's got some pretty cool stuff. Maybe Probably. not quite as cool as that because that is custom. But This sign is lit, which Ooh. makes me sound like a pofado. Okay, here we go. Here's a good chance to see if mom actually listens. Uh, Christmas idea. Oh, just saying go. that'd be yeah. good that'd yeah. be good maybe drop some hints mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to say first things first and then you, I'll, I'll do something and then you do something is that okay sounds great because mine's super <laughs> you and your little symbol <laughs> mine's super small <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, someone can make a meme out of that <laughs> and, and it sort of has to do a little bit it's a stretch to say this but I'll say it anyway mm-hmm talking away um okay <laughs> It sort of has to do with the colors of our logo. Okay. They're blue, pink, and purple. Mm -hmm. So this week was the 34th anniversary of Nine Inch Nails Pretty Hate Machine. Okay. Wow. That's a long time. Head like a hoe, mm. black as your soul. I mean, you know, I, you know my musical career started with classical music and gospel music and mm -hmm. Amy Grant. And then once I found out about Depeche Mode and Erasure mm -hmm. and the Communards. Mm -hmm. And then comes along the antithesis to that. But he still uses drum machines. Mm -hmm. It was the not the beginning of industrial music. Industrial had been around for a while. There were other kids doing it. Mm -hmm. Like the Ministry. I'm trying to think of my faves. Front 242. Or front two four two, if you're cool, I guess. But yeah, pretty hate machine was groundbreaking, and I'm gonna go listen to it some more this week. There, that's <laughs> that's my first topic. What's yours? Uh, well, my first topic is something that I waited a long time for. This is the third time I've tried to get it. I almost didn't, but I said, "Can you just double check? I'm happy to wait." And finally, are we gonna mukbang again? We're gonna mukbang again. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know mukbang is uh, Korean for eating game show or oh. eating eating show. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Awesome. And it's, and it's not. I don't think it's pronounced. Is it pronounced mukbang? Yeah, or usually mukbang. It's mukbang. Okay. Yeah. And but uh, us, you know, Americans yeah. have gone ahead and just bastardized it. Mukbang sounds like something that would be in a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> 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 it does. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Now Rango, the nice thing you can't is, have any. He cannot. He's had so many snackies today. 
Now, one thing I like about it is that it's the hand pie style, so you don't okay. need forks or anything. Yeah, like a McDonald's apple pie. Right. So now, is it, it now has careful? Been sitting here, it's supposed to be hot. Okay, I was going to say oh. careful because it might be lava. Yeah. But uh, if it's been sitting here for a while, because yeah, we don't have a showrunner. No, no. <laughs> Carly does hair and makeup. I do props. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Now I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a big bite only so I can get, get guaranteed filling. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Take a big fat bite. Here, I'll take the next one so you can, you know, have a minute to eat that. Now, it's supposed to be a pumpkin and cream pie, and I don't know if you got any of the cream. I don't know if I got any cream. Sorry about that. I'm actually going to break that piece off so I can actually, so I can get the best bite. (laughs) Because I'm greedy. I'm glad I jumped on that grenade for you. (laughs) Mm. My instant review is, mm. you could have fooled me that that's pumpkin pie flavored. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I got sort of the butt end of the crust, mm. but it just tasted like a traditional McDonald's apple pie to me. It kind of does, but it's definitely got the pumpkin in there. You want another bite? Yeah, just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I want to get it, but I don't want to. I want to slide it out. Oh, okay. I, I get it. We yes. have... Pumpkin pie, I assume, filling mm-hmm. on the my right, your left, mm-hmm. and then some cream filling there. I just have to say, I'm holding this up to the camera. Mm-hmm. This does this probably does not look like their marketing <laughs> pictures. Oh, probably not. Right? Yeah, it's, I'm sure it doesn't. It looks kind of disappointing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty good. Okay, so I took a... It does have a very apple undertone to it, though. Right, and maybe it's just a psychological thing. Maybe. Cause, I, mean, I took a pumpkin filling bite, then a cream filling bite, then a bite right from the middle. There's definitely some pumpkin in there. There's no way there's not pumpkin. There's pumpkin spice in there. Yeah. But pumpkin like, spice flavoring. Yeah, yeah, but there's definitely pumpkin, like pumpkin flavor in there. Like not pumpkin spice, but like actual pumpkin flavor. I'll give it a six. It's not bad. I like it. And it's probably better, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like a, as a wholesome treat while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. Probably better warm, too, instead of room temp. Right. Mm, I really like the cream part of it. There didn't seem to be enough of that for me. You think? Just... I think that any more would have uh, made it so you couldn't taste the pumpkin at all. Well, I'm sort of a creamy dude. You know, I like the sauce. I like the cream. I like, I'll, I'll have all cream. I mean, I've told Creme you brulee. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, I've told you I love milk. Right. But you like the ratio then. Would you say it's sort of, would you say it's two parts pumpkin pie filling, one part cream filling? Yeah, about that. About that. Yeah. Okay. Can we promise that this will be the last McDonald's taste test we do for a while? <laughs> At least for, some... Yeah, for a hot minute. Until they bring that baklava cheesecake over here. What? Because... Oh, you don't know about this? No. I thought I told you about this. Wait, is this one of those things you read about on the internet, went to order here locally, and they didn't have just like the Starbucks Barbie drink? That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. And I was so bummed out because I saw it on Facebook and it was under their logo. I double checked. I made sure it was definitely their ad, you know, and I was was like- It was probably like McDonald's Singapore. Well, but it it just said McDonald's. Mm. It didn't say at Singapore at anything like that. It just said McDonald's. And I think it's actually Lebanon that does it. But anyway. That does the baklava? Yeah. Would you like a wet nap, by the way, here? Oh, actually, thanks. That'd be great. But yeah, so I actually, I downloaded their app so that I could do a to-go order because I didn't want to like wait around. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get this cheesecake. And then... I get in there and it's nowhere to be found. And I go in and I Google it and they're like, no, that's only available across the world. And I'm like, why are you, why are you showing me the ad then? You know where I live. You have my location. Like all of my data is out there. Let's, let's not be coy McDonald's. You could pinpoint me in a crowd of a hundred people within a centimeter of where I'm currently uh, yeah. standing. If you wanted to, you could why shoot are a you Jewish showing space laser at Carly? <laughs> yes. So why are you showing me this damn ad? Yeah. It makes me so, it honestly makes me not want to go there. Social media targeted marketing though, I think is I, I still think there's bugs there. There's got to be. Uh, but that's where I got the sign. Yeah, that's How many true. more times am I going to reference this tonight? I don't know. I don't know. You're pretty excited about it. I think it's fine. I am. I am a lot. <laughs> and like anything I get that's new, I slept with it on my first night. 
That sounds bad. Like, well, no, but like a new phone. I get it. Or a new iPad. Yeah, you like to keep it in your bed with you. I tuck it under my arm and (laughs) just dream sweet dreams. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Is that weird? Oh, no, I did that as a kid all the time. Yeah. I mean, as an adult now. (laughs) But. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do that with people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do that with pets. You do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, even if they're not fully integrated in the household yet, especially because Leo's spot is in the crook of my arm. But, you know, if I got a new pet, absolutely. I'd be like, hey, buddy, you get to go here. But your your new sister, she's going over here and you can't do anything about it. (laughs) The the worst thing about doing that when they're puppies and kitties, Mm -hmm. at some point they Mm -hmm. turn into chubba lumpkins Uh and they pin you down in your sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm a tosser and turner even though i have the anti-tossing and turning bed the sleep number bed <laughs> right i so maybe it's just my life yeah <laughs> maybe you would toss and turn a lot more if you didn't have it right yeah i know i toss and turn a lot less with a kitty pinning me down with a 10 pound <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> fur yeah. baby in my in between my legs oh yeah well and i think i've mentioned before that like i can't even i can't move a limb Without disturbing all of my pets. Right. Because I have Rango behind my knees. He likes to burrow under the blankets. It's a, it's a chihuahua thing that they do. But he gets right under my knees. I like to sleep on my side in the fetal position. And then Leo lays in my arms like a little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And Coco has started sleeping on my feet. Oh, on your... She's a little foot warmer. Uh-huh. She's That's a little foot warmer. Best. Or even right next to my Ex- feet. But the thing is, if I move even a little, she's gone. Exa- yep. And there's no getting her back. <laughs> the, the minute I said that's the best, I'm like, wait a minute. You you wiggle your big toe right. like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, and she's out of there. <laughs> right, right. She's like, how dare you disturb me? I will not grace you with my presence. And how she leaves. How <laughs> dare you disturb my slumber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but basically there's that. Uh, so yeah, I can't move anything without disturbing all of them. <laughs> Up next, Slotherhouse on Hulu. So, I guess we've run out of scary ideas. I we guess must have. We reached peak performance at Sharknado or something, um, or Cocaine Bear. In fact, did you notice that the logo for if you go on Hulu, not kidding, by the way, mm-hmm. a Halloween horror movie about sloths, <laughs> it's, it is just what it sounds like. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Well, but you've seen, first of all, sloths do have the claws for it, though. Yeah, but they don't have anything else. (laughs) They don't have, yeah, the cognitive capacity Mm -mm. or the speed. The drive, even. They're so sweet and tame. You've seen the guy carrying the sloth across the road, right? Mm -hmm. Because I guess there's a place in, I don't know, South America where that happens all the time. Right. You know, we have deer icons on the <laughs> signs on the side of the road they have sloth icons i guess funny maybe the writer of this show was driving through <laughs> central america or wherever this was maybe and uh was like "Ooh, you know it'd be a good idea maybe he accidentally hit a sloth and then he felt really guilty over it and so to sort of uh assuage his guilt he decided to write this story yeah. as a way for the sloth to get revenge on him. Slotherhouse Five. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's. I'm sure that's coming. No, what I really think. Give happened? it three more movies. <laughs> yeah, no. What? Well, that'll be the. Wouldn't you need fifth, four more movies? Well, Slotherhouse, Slotherhouse is the first one. Yeah, three so more. Need four more to get to. And then the oh. fifth one will be Slotherhouse Five. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, well, but I. Yeah, we didn't yeah. determine where I started counting from. That's so fair. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, but what I was gonna say is. How I think this really happened was there were two guys sitting around, maybe enjoying a substance that's a, that's legal in their state, but not in, in ours. They were mukbanging. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, they one turned to the other and he's like, you know what, man? I bet like I could make a scary movie out of like the least scary animal ever. Like it was a bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> And they do have those kind of scary dark rings under their eyes, right? I or mean, am I thinking of lemurs? No, well, it's not really. So they've got like panda eyes, kind of. Yeah. And then they've got like a That's lighter. Scary. They've got a lighter ring around their mouth, kind of. Oh, speaking of movies on Hulu, mm-hmm. right before we started this show, you're not going to believe this. What? There's a Christmas movie called a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's the first one of the 2023 season. Ooh. And it's called Checking It Twice. 
Okay. And guess where the successful business lady ends up going to find the true love of her life, I'm assuming? Um, is it Idaho? What? <laughs> Idaho Falls, Idaho. Really? She goes to Idaho Falls specifically? Yes. I just watched a really quick scene where, uh-huh. you know, her girlfriends, are, there's some exchange happening. Spoiler alert. <gasps> some quick exchange happening at an airport with this successful, obviously, main character because uh-huh. she's blonde. Yeah, And her right. two friends are brunette. Mm-hmm. And the two friends are from Idaho Falls, Idaho. And she says, oh, yeah, what's happening there? And they said something like, they, first of all, they had to pause and think. And then they said, oh, yeah, we got a new water treatment facility. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Really, Hollywood? That's funny. <laughs> really? You come up here, you buy all our land, you go skiing at our world-class resorts, mm-hmm. you go uh, dropping your fly fisher right in the Henry's Fork, mm-hmm. and that's the best you can do. You enjoy our local shops and boutiques. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wonder if they shot on location at all, and how did we not hear about this? They did not. Okay, that, that would make And sense. that's why. Yeah. yeah. They uh, shot in Canada, apparently. The Canadians are always getting the best stuff. This is a bunch of crap. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> Anyway, the, the the Hallmark Christmas movie season, we've talked about cuffing season. Now, uh-huh. I know it's way too soon for you. You're way too soon for you to be thinking Christmas, but I'm <sighs> I'm in it. I, here's the thing. It's I've already not, jingled and jangled. It's not because I do work retail. So yes. I've already had people coming in looking for <laughs> stuff for Christmas and, and all that. And first off, I do have to say I really do admire how proactive they are. And also... I hate them. I hate them so much. Get out of my store. Get away from me. Although, actually, maybe, if anything, I should love them even more because hopefully they're saving me from even more of a rush later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I've completely changed my view. I love them. I love them. They're the best. God bless I wish the that everyone would do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you get better deals too. So. Well, you get the best selection, that's for sure. Right. Well, and not <laughs> As only somebody that... who has shopped on Christmas Eve before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, and not only that, too, but like there's usually like way more stuff in clearance and like we have sales going on year round and stuff, you know? So back to checking it twice. Even though they didn't shoot here and they're not from here. But because Idaho Falls is the central focus of this show, we're assuming. Mm-hmm. And they're proving that we are a destination city, not just a hub. Which is something we've been talking about lately. Right. I think that they should be our IFAF of the week. You get a crisp high five, Mm -hmm. double finger guns. Quadruple. Can't wait to not watch it. (laughs) You know, I've actually never seen a Hallmark movie. Neither have I. At least not that I know of. Like, I've never intentionally watched one. Why would you want to? (laughs) I mean, I've heard that they're a romp. Okay, on the condition that we do with it what we did with the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, Love Never Dies. <gasps> yes. And just and just MST3K all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Make fun of everything that happens. Yes, I love that. And okay. let's get a Brolem charcuterie board to do it. Oh, yeah. Let's right? make it an event. Now yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> right? Right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we'll get some friends together. We'll... You know, yeah, yeah. The more, the merrier. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds like a blast. Maybe we could all wear our Santa hats. I love that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have a. Or, or did I get rid of it? I might have gotten rid of it. Dang it, that was dumb. I had an ugly Chris, uh, Christmas sweater that <laughs> had um, oh Joe exotic on it oh, and it oh, said <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone except for that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, I know. that's something I had completely forgotten about. Even though, really, that Tiger is King. that is the show that got us all through 20, 2020. It, it was. That it, and Frozen 2? Or fro- was it Frozen 1? It was 1? Frozen 2. Frozen 2, yeah. Because yeah. that's right when Disney mm-hmm. Plus started. And you know, we should do the same thing with Slother House. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's also going to be equally hard to get through. I, ju- I just can't imagine it. How do you make a sloth scary? I watched a video today where this woman was bathing baby sloths and they literally hang them up to dry. <laughs> like, you can't make that scary. You just can't. <laughs> that sounds really cute. How come was, you didn't send it to it me? It was so cute. You know what? Because I'm a bastard. <laughs> We're constantly sending each other memes and stuff. I'm surprised that didn't make it. Yeah. One thing that hit my radar this week Ignorant tattoos? Which I had actually heard of just a little bit before you mentioned them to me. Okay. And I think the reason for that is because I love tattoos. Like, kind of, I'm secretly a little obsessed. But you don't have any. I don't. And neither do I. Yeah. But I like to watch, like, tattoo videos and stuff on YouTube. I like to watch lots of, like, 
tattoo artist reviews and stuff. All That's right. sort of my big thing. Um, I never remember any of their names, but I like kind of, you know, learning about the styles and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I think as a medium, they're fascinating. Well, sure. I mean, it's on your skin and it's permanent. I mean, except for, you mm-hmm. know, the whole concept of tattoo removal these days. Mm-hmm. But we were just at our most recent dinner and a friend asked, how come you don't have any tattoos, Mike? And I said, because I just can't imagine... Something that I'm going to really agree with adamantly enough to put on my body that I'm also going to adamantly agree with 10 years from now. Right. I'm sort of a conclusion is where you got tired of thinking kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, okay, I had I had one idea. And this might be a perfect ignorant tattoo. Yeah. An hourglass. That'd be cool. I like that. Yeah, because time is... Uh, time keeps on tripping. Into the future, Steve Miller. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's a constant. It's never changing, and unless we find a way, you know, um, I heard a comedian talk about how uh, he knows time travel doesn't exist because he says, "Have you ever seen anybody from the future?" Right. <laughs> I mean, right. That's, that's a pretty good, and we're and we're messing things up pretty good right now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Between Ukraine <laughs> and Gaza, you know, I mean, we've already messed it up pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what would I get on my yeah, body? I don't what know. if we're just in the really crappy time continuum where time travel doesn't exist? Right. Maybe, and then there is another timeline out there where it does. And that would be so much better. Grandpa Rick to come and save us. Maybe that'll be <laughs> yeah. the plot of season seven anyway. Yeah, right. Um, so I guess ignorant tattoos are, think of, <clears throat> it'd be like if your friend from high school gave you a tattoo while listening to Blink-182 um, and copying off his high school notebook. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it'd be like, the, they look like, it's line art, pop art. Mm-hmm. Would you get one of those? Or would you want a photorealistic tattoo? So, first off, I don't know if I could ever commit to a tattoo. I'm going to, though, actually. Really? My mom and I are going to get tattoos together. When and what are you going to get? We haven't decided when yet, and I haven't quite decided what yet, but we're both going to get a Practical Magic-themed tattoo. So a lime and a coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like Um, that. I think that's fun. But I just think it's so funny that we've come full cycle now, Mm -hmm. because we've been tattooing ourselves for... Thousands of years. Mm -hmm. But now we're at the point where things, tattoos can be so photorealistic. You've all seen the one with the guy turning his arm Uh and it looks like you're looking into a 3D, you know, painting. Right. That now we've started going back to the basics. I think Mm -hmm. that's hilarious. My ex-husband actually does have a few tattoos and I... I feel like I helped out quite a bit when he was conceptualizing them. Um, And (laughs) he also has one ignorant tattoo that sucks so bad. Oh, yeah? It's the worst. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. These are tattoos that, you know, would ordinarily be covered up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. I'm just saying that uh, all the ones I helped out with turned out great. I'm surprised they don't call them, like, jail tattoos. You know, I could see (laughs) that. Yeah. I mean... I think what the name is meant to refer to is it's um it's the tattoo you get when you're ignorant about the process of getting a tattoo. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Or you're ignorant about what it takes to get a good tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know that my mom had at least one of those. Um, <laughs> it was a stick and poke that said poison. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Poison. Yeah, which is now covered up by a Mickey Mouse. Which is pretty cool. Oh, Brett Michael's heart would be broken. I know, I oh, know. That's too bad. <laughs> well, it was really bad. So <laughs> I think if anything, he'd probably be like, Yeah, that's good. Don't don't represent us like that. <laughs> but but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how many kids these days get mm-hmm. these. And I mean, post Malone's face already kind of looks like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if I did get a tattoo though, it'd probably be very minimalist. Um, especially because one thing I don't love about tattoos is that it sort of cements your aesthetic. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, it's like if you had photorealistic tattoos of the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> you know, on the small of your back or something. And maybe, who, who knows, maybe mm-hmm. Backstreet's back. Yeah. Fashion and music are both on a 25-year cycle, so maybe they're relevant again, but uh, come on. Did they not just release a new song? I don't know. Oh, no, I, that was in sync. But I do that know- was in sync. I know that uh, Blink-182 is back on the radio with a song called One More Time, and the Foo Uh Fighters are back on the radio. I called my buddy Brad and said, what year is it? Well, and Y2K Fashion is all the rage right now. 
Right. Like at least every it, third, fourth teenager that walks in is Y2K. It makes sense. But what about 20 years from now when you're trying to get a job mm-hmm. and the Backstreet Boys are up your neck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. Rough. When I get a tattoo, it'll probably be very minimalistic and somewhere really easy to hide, especially because um, back when I used to model a little, a little bit, I remember the uh, photographers or whoever was dressing us or whatever, always complaining about having to cover up tattoos. Okay. You know, and so I I guess something just stuck in my head where I'm like, okay, whatever I get, it's got to be like tiny and easy to hide. You know? I, I was thinking other than an hourglass, I might get one bold dot, just to stick the needle in, twist it around a little bit, mm-hmm. take it out. We're done. Yeah. Somewhere the somewhere where the sun don't shine. Funny. I like that. And you know, I have a tattoo machine at home. Do you really? I do. You are the most interesting woman in the world. (laughs) Well, I haven't had a chance to really get used to it and use it, but you know what? I would love to have a little free time one day and just uh, give it, you know. Just start scratching? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an ignorant tattoo. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't recommend tattooing at home. I think that's a good way to get an infection. Okay. We stand good, qualified tattoo artists here. That being said, sometimes... You need to do as we say and not as we do. You got you to gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's get, true. Is it true they practice on an orange? Is that yeah. how they get good? Yeah. Uh, banana peels are also good. You can also buy fake skin. Oh. You know? Okay. And uh, pig skin is really good to practice on too. All right. Because pig skin actually has almost the exact same texture as human skin. Before or after the pig gets turned into... Uh... After. I mean, I guess, That yeah. would be animal abuse. The SPCA would be up your butt if you, right. if you did it. Can you imagine having a pig walking around the farm? Well, either way, they're brutal. Tattoos. Right. Actually, that kind of would be funny. Oh, that's Biker Brutus. mom. <laughs> yeah, right? Popeye. <laughs> yeah. Just a scorpion on its haunches. Right. When you do butcher him, you cut away that first bit of skin and it's still there. Yosemite Sam (laughs) saying back off. You know, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I actually just realized I kind of do have a tattoo. What? Um, So I've gotten my my eyebrows microbladed several times. Oh, does that count? I don't know. I don't think so. Now, it would fall under the category of permanent makeup, but there's uh, microbladed makeup and then there's also... um, tattooed makeup, which are slightly different. Now, that being said, it did require needles and ink and having those two things make contact on my skin. So, you should hide, realm of? Yeah, you should hide a little rainbow or a star somewhere in your eyebrows. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Technically, I have a face tattoo. <laughs> so, so when they bury you in the ground, they'll be like, great grandma. <laughs> I had no idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Switching gears, but going back to Muckbonging. Uh-huh. <laughs> I called a buddy this week because I had a question for him. And uh, you could hear all the road noise going on with the Bluetooth. And I said, hey, buddy, where are you heading? And he said, long pregnant pause, Montana. Okay. <laughs> I said, oh, what's going on in Montana? Because he takes road trips because of his job all the time. Uh-huh. And there was another long pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I'm just going to go get some consumables or something. He didn't use the word edibles, but I knew what he was talking about. Get some goods. Yeah, get some goods. <laughs> Funny. And nice. I'm, I'm sure that he had hotel reservations for the night mm-hmm. and was going to do something legal mm-hmm. in that state. Yeah. but And I don't know if it's Highway 20 to West Yellowstone or if it's I-15 up to Manita. But he said, yeah, they've just built a couple of brand new dispensaries. But he said... They're not really brick and mortar stores. Like they're snow cone shacks, kind of. Funny. You know, they're, they're like the bare minimum Which to qualify for sense. a storefront. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I haven't been to Montana recently, but check that out if you're going that Funny. way. Funny. So it's basically a little drive through. Uh, yeah, or something. Funny. Well, and you know, in Oregon, they do have a couple like that too. Really? Only so. There was one that I, I saw once where it was a brick and mortar store, too, that you could walk into and you could browse around. And then there was also a little drive through I'm assuming for like if you pre-placed your order or something. Okay. Yeah. So if you ordered just, from the app. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny to think <laughs> wild. of. Wild. I mean. Just wild. In 10 years, this stuff went from completely illegal to there's an app for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
And while we're talking about Idaho law, I saw mm-hmm. this week, federal court allows Idaho's transgender bathroom law to be enforced. The law requires public schools to only allow students to use bathroom and changing facilities that correspond to their biological sex. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring this up, not because we're the transgender show, not because we're the political issues show. We'll reference Ukraine and Gaza like we did earlier, but we're not going to dive deep. But I did want to bring this up for a second because it's such a hot issue right now, Mm -hmm. which boggles my mind because, and I checked the stats, transgender people in America are less than 1% of the population. Mm -hmm. Now, they're a little higher among youths. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talked today by complete happenstance to a mother of a transgender woman. And I said, hey, I'm so glad we're talking. How's your daughter? Hormone replacement therapy, all that, considering bottom surgery, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But still really young, you know, uh, early 20s. And and she said the same thing I just said, which is, I can't believe this is such a big deal because transgender people only make up less than 1% of the population. So it's so funny mm-hmm. to see both of us who live, I would almost say, extremely different lifestyles, you know, agreeing on why we're making such a big deal about this. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so funny that you say that, too, because gingers only make up 2% of the entire population. (laughs) But I feel like I see a lot of gingers out there. How many transgender gingers are there? That's tough to say. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but I talked to her specifically about her daughter going through the gender reassignment process. And because you only go through puberty once, Mm -hmm. you can't un-Mountain Dew what's already been Mountain Done, (laughs) so to (laughs) speak. That's funny. Right? I said... Yeah, but the age of 18 exists for a reason. Right. And well, and that's why puberty blockers are so important. Right. Because it's okay to delay it. That's sort of right. Right. And I think that's sort of the conclusion we've come to as mm-hmm. a country, at least when it comes to minors considering changing their gender. I think that there are lots of people who don't agree with that still. Okay. Yeah, there are lots of people who don't understand that it is... You but, know, but I safe. Also, it's a lot safer than them going through the wrong puberty. Right. And then, you know, having to live with that dysphoria. It's definitely the much safer of the two options. And I think there are a lot of people who don't under, who don't understand that and they feel like it's actually actively causing the, you know, the hormone change. Well, when, when I, it's not. When I first heard about it, boy, did I have cognitive dissonance because I want everybody to be themselves. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my creed. Be yourself. Don't hurt others. And, you know, help if you can. Right. But also, um, kids can't make that decision. You know, yeah. you and I have talked before about how, is it women or men or both, mm-hmm. their prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until the age oh, of yeah. 25. That's just human. So yep. why are we letting, okay, then why are we letting anybody do anything before then? Why are we letting Beats them me. vote, <laughs> join the army, drink, mm-hmm. you know, before they're fully formed humans but then i also get and and what she said in response to that was um look man <laughs> i don't think she said it that way but she said hey this is a human rights issue mm-hmm. this isn't a sexuality issue exactly yeah and that really mm-hmm. helped with the light bulb over my head right right at the end of the day if you it, it's sort of a slippery it's a slippery slope if you tell one you know group of people that they can't do this thing because it makes you uncomfortable then all of a sudden you're censoring the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that's and that's another thing she brought up was, I really think a lot of people's issue with all of this is that they're just uncomfortable thinking right. about it and talking about it. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of it's also very fear-based, you know? One of the worst things that could have happened in one of the worst places for it to have happened mm-hmm. is, do you remember in 2016? And this is the... This isn't the first thing I thought. It was the second thing I thought. The first thing I thought is, okay, penises and vaginas don't matter anymore, apparently. Mm -hmm. The second thing I thought is, some dude is going to go into the girls' dressing room with a camera and and say, oh, no, I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And And that's exactly what happened at our Target in Mm -hmm. 2016, Shauna somebody. Mm -hmm. But then I had to sort of dial down my... Knee-jerk reaction. Or, or my fear or, or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Yeah. And realize that's a human issue. That's a criminal issue. Right. Not a... Right. Right. And not only that, but fundamentally that person is misunderstanding what that law actually allows. Yeah. You know? Because it doesn't allow you to walk anywhere that's private with a camera. You know? It doesn't allow you to whip your 
genitals out at someone that's yeah. not not expecting right, it you know right. regular laws still apply <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> surprise exactly. i mean that's the thing that one law isn't going to stop someone who's willing to violate another person's rights yes from doing that right because if it would the other law would stop them i do feel like we have to define our terms a little bit the one thing that made me go hmm he's got a point mm-hmm. matt walsh made a documentary called what is a woman mm-hmm. And if you, if I've never watched it again, one of those things where I got it instantly, what he was getting at. Right. But we have to define our terms because let's say a trans woman, mm-hmm. she begins life as a biological male. She says, I've decided I want to be a female. I want to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And then you ask her, what is a woman? And then her response is, well, whoever wants to be a woman. Record scratch stop, hold the phone, wait a minute, because you wanted to be something. Mm -hmm. Define that something you wanted to be. Do we want to call it femininity or something? But we, I still don't think we've ironed out all of our terms yet. Either Mm -hmm. that, or I'm too dense, I'm not there yet. And give me time, I'll get there. Right. So I have seen some segments of that documentary. One thing that really bothered me was that he actually did go to an expert and then at one point sort of like faded out on what he was saying and like had music play to sort of show how tedious it was. And that's the point. It is it is tedious. It's a very complex topic that's really hard to just nail down to one thing. Even biologically, we are not nearly as dichotomous as we think we are. Right. You know? Right. And on top of that, too, um, so because of that and our new ideas of, you know, personal liberty and autonomy and stuff like that, it is a lot harder to define people in certain ways. Like, for example, my mom is clearly a woman. Is she feminine? Is this a trick question? The answer is (laughs) no. Okay. She's not. She hates feminine stuff. You know, she's feminine in the sense that she's kind and caring and good. But I mean, my dad is kind and caring and good. I see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Point well made. I see what you're saying. And so I guess the point is we can't even define it by femininity because then that would exclude people who are women who clearly identify as women who were even born as women who just aren't feminine. Well, and here's where we close the loop and here's Mm -hmm. where we uh, create a circle. Yeah, but why do they want to be that then? If it cannot be defined, we need to define our terms. Right. I don't disagree with that. So if Matt Walsh asked me, what is a woman? I would have said, a woman is a person who chooses to move through the world uh, as a woman or as someone who um, takes up the gender roles of a woman. And especially now, because we are changing as a society, those gender roles are also changing. Yes, they are. I mean, yeah, if you look back 100 years ago, well... I don't know, a hundred years ago, the women did do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. It would appear to me that in general, when someone chooses tr- to transition, they do generally choose to transition to a more extreme side of the spectrum that they're going toward. So, for example, a transgender woman will choose to have long hair, wear dresses and wear makeup, do her nails, that sort of thing. And a transgender man will choose to wear suits and have short hair and, you know, do woodworking or something like that. And I think the main reason is because they want to use those identifiers uh, so that people around them will treat them as the gender that they feel like. I'm so glad you brought that up because one sort of, I don't know, scary thing or weird thing that I saw Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago was a a post by a trans man. Mm -hmm. So a biological female that transitioned to a male. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I had no idea how afraid of men women are. And he'd be walking along the same street as a woman. Mm-hmm. No eye contact, no mm-hmm. pleasantries, don't even give him a little anything. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's, I mean, so so I hope that people who are transitioning or even considering transitioning realize, I, I'm not, I don't know if the grass is always greener is what I'm saying. Right. There's Each gender has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. I Oh, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's a reason that male suicide rates are so high. You know, life's hard as a man. I'm not like, uh, I'm, you know. And I'm sure life's hard as a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, I think the real villain of this story, the true villain of all of this, is those damn cracks in the stalls of bathrooms where people can look <laughs> through and see you. Genuinely, if, if we just didn't have that, I wouldn't care who was in any of the other stalls. If it was just a door where I could walk in and I could poop and no one could hear me, 
everyone's life would be so much happier. If we all just had our own soundproof poop booth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I want. And also, why do bathrooms not play some music? Yes, play it loud. It's the least they could do. Like I'm at a party. Yes. 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 Because I don't know if you've ever dealt with this in a men's room, and I bet you haven't. It's the bathroom standoff. Yes, where you're not... where. You're just about to go, uh huh. But then you hear somebody else come in, oh, which makes me so mad. And there's only two stalls, and oh, so yeah. they're right next to you, mm-hmm. and they're not going to go till you go. Right, exactly. Maybe the thing to say at that point is one, two, three, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. I like that. On three. Wait, do you mean on three? <laughs> or like one, two, three, then go. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the here's the worst part though. If they're just going in for a little tinkle. And you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Then that's an imbalance of power. Oh, it is. In the standoff. And then you have to wait for them to finish. (laughs) You have to wait for them to finish and leave and hope that no one else walks in before then. You know, or you have to wait till they flush and time it perfectly. (laughs) I I knew we could find a way to make this topic light and get to the funny. One quick plug for something happening. It happened last weekend. It's happening again this weekend in Shelley. Uh, the Gem State Players production of Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see my boy, Mr. H. We go way back. That's going to be cool. And you know I love the theater. Yeah. Anytime, anyhow, anyway, any people. And um, one Tasha Bear, who's involved with this radio thing at Christmas that I'll be doing, mm-hmm. and who is the sole reason why my phone corrects the word here to bear, because that's how you spell her last name. <laughs> funny thanks a lot <laughs> anyway just go on facebook search for gem state players and then there were none there's they've got all the events and you can buy your tickets and hope to see you there it'll be a great time all right one thing that happened this week that i just had to laugh some teenage boys always teenage boys it's always the teenage boys at least that's the rule on this show mm-hmm. who's shooting out car windows who do you think mm-hmm. some teenage boys put <laughs> right Allegedly. Where's the allegedly alarm? Allegedly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Some teenage boys put bubbles or detergent or something in the Mm -hmm. Eagle Rock Fountain by Snake River Landing. Yeah. Kind of like if you took the the Friends theme, but the Friends were all made out of Tide. (laughs) 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 And part of me is like, yeah, stick it to the man. And the other part of me is, why, El Wapo? (laughs) Why you got to be like that? Well, I do kind of wonder if it damages it at all. Like, does it really have any actual lasting effect? Or does it, I don't know, clean it? I mean, one would kind of think, right? Was it the city of Idaho Falls? I mean, I don't know. You know what? It'd be funny if it was the city of Idaho Falls. (laughs) Right. But the prank was that they acted like someone else did it. And I guess it happened last October, too. And somebody said, well, it looked a little blue. Was it a Skyline homecoming prank? Okay. Because they beat Idaho Falls High School. In the Emotion Bowl this year? Mm-hmm. What else? <laughs> but we don't talk to the city of Idaho Falls, and they don't talk to us. This is mm-hmm. not. This show is not representative of the opinion of the city of Idaho Falls, just in case there was any question about the IF in our name. But maybe they should. We talk about Idaho Falls mm-hmm. in an AF fashion, but mm-hmm. that's about it. We're not yeah. IF, we're IFAF. Just don't get those two conflated. <laughs> right. The point I wanted to bring up is, this is a common prank with fountains. Oh, Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers, this happened, you know, the fountain at Toffus Park? Uh-huh. This happened all the time. Right. Not, not all the time, Heck, but they even do a joke a about it on Bob's Burgers. Do they really? They do. Okay. Yeah. Which fountain? Uh, so, Tina and Linda go to stay at a hotel as part of like a class thing that Tina's doing, and um, Tammy keeps trying to get her to put shampoo in the fountain. Okay. Or at least I think it's Tammy. I don't remember. It's been a hot minute since <laughs> I've seen it. Now, I think they should do the same prank, but just a little closer to when it freezes, so hopefully we get some frozen oh, bubbles. Oh, oh. See, now that'd be fun. Don't give them any ideas, Carl. Well, I'm just saying, now that if it happens, I mean, now if that happens, I'm... Suspect number one. So (laughs) you'll see this mug. (laughs) You know, I actually once knew a guy who ended up using his mugshot as as his profile picture. Really? It was a really good picture of him. Do you remember Ridiculously (laughs) Handsome Mugshot Guy or whatever? Yes. That sort of... uh, I think he had a couple tattoos, but he just had this sort of darker skin, but these just mm-hmm. blazing blue eyes. He mm-hmm. was just gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what he was con- like? 
I don't in know. For? I don't know. I don't no know idea. You know what? It's easier to talk about him if we don't. Right. Because if he did something really egregious, I don't even want to say that he's beautiful. But he, but he became a meme. He, he, he did. Re- so every, yeah. if, if we're guilty of it, everybody's guilty of right. it. Right. That's true. That's this is true. not subjective. Yeah. This is objective beauty he had. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. And also with a face like that, you don't need to commit crimes. What are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. You he, have so much more opportunity. I hope he got a modeling <laughs> gig out of this. I mean, probably. <laughs> Last on our list, it's flu season. People getting the Rona. Mm-hmm. Whatever blend, whatever uh, special blend. <laughs> right. Coffee house blend of Rona we got going on right now. Artisanal. I'm already starting, yes. <laughs> it's artisanal became because it came from a local pig farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, with a tattooed pig. <laughs> right, yes. We had one. an ignorant tattoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the swine flu, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what H1N1. Was one. What was I thinking? <laughs> but anyway. Um, that's, that's the one during which, when I was young and dumb, I licked the railing at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. Uh-huh, yeah. So I'm at a convenience store this week and waiting in line, waiting my turn. Go. He bags up my stuff. He does this. He does the back of the hand nose wipe. Gross. Grabs the bag, hands it to me, and I'm, to be honest, horrified. Yeah. And and of course he's you know you can just see that little and a snail half. trail of snot on his finger. Right. Ew. So I just have no choice but to take the bag that's being handed to me. As I reach in to get closer to him to grab the bag, he goes, <coughs> and I'm just like, dude. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? And that's how I met Yorona. <laughs> you know, thanks a lot. <laughs> you mean my <laughs> Sharona? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm fine. That was like a few days ago. I'm yeah. fine. But just what? PSA, <laughs> be careful, be yeah. nice. Yeah, don't be gross. Recognize. And, and you, know, <laughs> you know where the flu comes from. Oh, the real villain of this story? Yeah. Children? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, quick tangent on that. Similar to your story, because I work retail, I see so much that people who are just walking through the store don't even think about. Like, first of all, every plushie in my store has been manhandled by a disgusting child at least once. <laughs> you know, and, and like there are kids. Way to really sell the merch. <laughs> the thing is that there are kids that walk through that are very clearly like well kept and not gross, and you know, they look like good, normal, healthy children. And then there are some who look feral, yeah. you know, whose parents haven't bathed them for days or something. I don't know how a kid gets that dirty, honestly. The, the ones with the green... Yeah. Like, oh, those okay. are the worst. Or like... You know how in weird, Demon Slayer when they they're like sleeping... They have like weird blotches of something on their face and it's like, what is on you, kid? And they get the snot bubble? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, just gross. So gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, there have been several times when after a kid has left, I've taken whatever they've touched and just cleaned it because I'm like, ew, gross, disgusting, and not having that, you know? You know, uh, they talk about donating things to teachers. They should donate Clorox wipes to retail stores. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Or at least they should make that a much bigger cost of doing business. (laughs) Or maybe you should just wash your groceries. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's let's pass the cost on to the consumer. <laughs> but you're right. The true villain of the story is children. And I don't know if you remember when we were at the fair, there was actually a story that I really wanted to tell during that uh, pod that I totally forgot about because I suck. Okay. But you and I were in li- we were in line to get the hula Barbie um, from the snow cone shack. Yes. And in front of us was this family. They had like probably four small kids. I think the oldest was probably a youngest couldn't have been more than two or three. So not enough to watch while to attentively watch while you're ordering snow cones. No. And their youngest the entire time had his hands shoved as far down the back of his pants as possible. Just rooting around in there. I don't know what he was doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it could not have been good. It feels good, man. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it felt good to him, but it did not look good to me. It looked so gross. And then, let me guess, mom hands him the snow cone. Well, I I pointed Uh, it out to you because I was disgusted the whole time. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, mom hands the kid the snow cone. And I think like kid eats it with his hands or something. Kid's gross. Okay. (sighs) But I remember at one (laughs) point, I think the kid spilled some on his hand and dad like licked it off of his hand. 
And also, oh, before the kid even got the snow cone. That's how they get you. Right? And even before dad got the snow cone, or even before the kid got the snow cone, dad picked up kid and put him on the back on his shoulders. And immediately the kid's hands were all over his face, right next to his nose and mouth. Well, I would like to hope that kids and parents have extremely great immune systems. I would just say, if that kid had pinworms, dad has them too now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. Wild. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> that's our show. Wash your kids' hands. <laughs> wash your kids' hands and watch your kids' hands. Because seriously, the places they go. <laughs> oh, the places they'll go. <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening, watching. Please like and subscribe and comment because, you know, we're building this thing from the ground up. We need your help. There's only so much we can do on our own. Want to leave you with some footage from one Austin Allen who actually commented like back in August when we did our Halloween in August episode because uh-huh. you were so excited for Halloween. He said, if you guys don't hit me up at Halloween, I'm going to be... I don't know, severely disappointed or something. Uh Well, this week I saw him post the reason why his yard is amazing. I love that. And I saw it. I messaged him. I said, dude, can we use this and show people this? He said, absolutely. Here it is. Austin Allen's epic Halloween yard. Hope you enjoy. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. We're going to have to drive by that. Yeah. And be sure to check out Austin's YouTube channel, Frip Tricky. It's really like Frip Tricky 5099, but you'll find him. Frip Tricky, he reviews Halloween movies and stuff. Really great. 